Crunchy Crunchy. You're listening to Post Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. Sprinkle, sprinkle. My name is Kaylin. My new catchphrase is Crunchy Crunchy. That's my fun fact. My name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I just bought four more, hi- four more, four more haiku manga. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kinsey, and my favorite donut is a maple cream stick. What's it filled with? Just like cream and like maple syrup? Vanilla. I don't know where the maple <laughs> Vanilla icing. Well, where's the maple come in? It's on the top. I- yeah. Uh, Slathered the, it's on the top. brown icing on top. I don't know. I don't like like filled donuts, so I don't even bother trying them. I think filled That's donuts are gay. one of the world's delicacies. Bro, in the mafia. We driving, <laughs> bro, we were driving and I got my car and I said, Kenzie, look. And it said, <laughs> Midnight Popular, new episode. Four new episodes dropped. We sat yeah, down here and read all funny. four of them. They were all sucked. Yeah, they were, they were just really rushed. And I think uh, I think where she left off, not that it was her fault, she had people die, uh, but where she left off was a really weird spot where it's like, I don't actually remember what just happened. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now I got two things to look forward to every week. Yeah. I know. We got daylight star. Daytime. Because I, I thought it was daytime, but I think it's called daylight. It's daytime. Mm-hmm. I think reading. daytime star. I think reading's That's been so I thought, good for me. I saw me. on Twitter. Somebody said daylight star. Well, did you, che- did you check the credits? The source? No. I'll check for you. Right I want to finish reading Midnight Populand. Um, I was doing Lord of the Rings for a second. I actually want to keep going with some of his series too. But uh, since I dropped TikTok and I've been picking up books, I feel like my attention span, my mind, it just feels like such a healthier palace up here, <clears throat> like compared to when I was on TikTok and that was my main source of entertainment because I was not inspired to read or do anything like mm-hmm. that at all. I didn't even watch anime. Like I really started slowing down with watching new shows of anime. What house is your ninth house in? What house is my ninth house in? <laughs> One day, Kaylin will get hip and remember hers. But I've been really my enjoying reading books lately. I feel like I'm going to start, like, you know, once a month investing, like, mm-hmm. into a new book or something. Kaylin's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kaylin's ninth house is in Leo. I should have remembered that because I was just. Oh, yeah. About when I decide day. to, like, start something new. Well, the ninth house is about higher education, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if I want to learn to crochet, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll goes, figure it out. She goes and does it. If I want to learn Spanish, yeah. I'm on Technically, since I have an Aries ninth house, I'm supposed to have more uh, like endurance than Kaylin does yeah. when it comes to like Mine's trying new Aries things. Too. But the thing is, is I get that bored really Mars. easily. I get bored really easily. Leos don't get as bored as easily as Aries do. I have an yeah. I have an Aries ninth house, and I'd be ready to go. <laughs> but I also have a lot of Virgo placements. Well, we also have to look at other placements, and I would okay, Libra kiss Mars. my butt. Maybe anyway, I, just I was do nothing. I was giving I I gave you that justification. I said you do have a Libra Mars though. I didn't disregard it. Kaylin has a Libra Mars too. Okay. <laughs> hey Kizzy, huh? I introduced the show. You have to ask Mariah what we're listening to. Mariah, what's up? What are we listening to this? What well, are we watching, listen to whatever the fuck we're doing this week. This. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Anyway, don't Can you put a little pep me. in your step. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe you should not be a little sleepy bug over there. <laughs> and I'm just the listeners are like, does bug. she want to be here? Um, as you guys heard last week, we were supposed to watch something, and Kaylin got sick, <coughs> so I get two weeks in a row. <laughs> good um, the fuck for we you. are back at it with our regularly scheduled appointments and we are reviewing the outsiders which uh is a classic film based off of a, a book uh kinsey and i watched this back in when we were in at our day. prime at 13 at school <laughs> at our separate schools kaylin <laughs> kaylin has watched uh, it at her prime kaylin. age of 25 and a half Kaylin didn't watch this at a young age, as most normal people probably have. Like, uh, listeners probably watched it when you were a child. Uh, but Kaylin's never been experienced it, so we forced it upon her. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah i feel like a lot of the review will be listening to your guys's nostalgia with it and my mm -hmm. you know my up-to-date in-depth story critique uh, <clears throat> taking apart yeah, this and that's film okay. oh. um i i had to read this book for summer reading i don't know if you guys read it at school but I was supposed to read for summer reading. I read To Kill a Mockingbird. They said the N-word so many times in that book. Yeah, they did. I didn't read it. I, I stole the homework from the honors English class. <laughs> um, I read this. I was supposed to read for summer reading, and I didn't. And I told the teacher like an idiot. So I spent my first week of eighth grade reading it in the hallway. And I was like, this is actually, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> I should have read this. Mm -hmm. I wonder why, like, I wonder what qualifies to make a, like, uh, make it into student reading books because some not all of them are kid friendly mm -hmm. all the way. You know yeah. what I mean, or even high school friendly. A lot of books now that are like I remember reading when I was in school for some reading are literally on like the banned book list, which is insane. Yeah, because they're too like good. That? What was your favorite? Why are you looking at me? Like was that? the Outsiders your favorite book from all of those readings that they made you do in high school and middle school and um, stuff, or did you have another favorite? I liked Fahrenheit Four. Yeah, I didn't have to read Fahrenheit Fifty One, but the honors did, and I, I did read not. that one. I really liked it. Um, you didn't read that one? Nope. But my favorite um, is uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, which Kinsey knows that. Yeah, I didn't have to read that. I saw that one when I was out with Keely. That book was thick, bro. That bitch was like this thick. I and haven't the read text it was like this small, dude. Oh, I told her. I said, this is Kinsey's favorite book. I lied to her. Um, yeah, that was a lie. <laughs> I read this book <laughs> when mine. I was a kid called Freak the Mighty. That was one of my favorite books I remember. I don't remember what it was about fully, but I remember as a child loving it. Also, one of my absolute favorites. Maybe you can add to your book. It's only Your list is only like this big of a book. It's called Tears of a Tiger. I sobbed like a maniac. I read it in three days. Whoa! And it's only that thick. When I, I was, was in, in third I was in seventh grade, grade. <laughs> they read. A, they were reading books to us all the time, and one of the books was about cats that had wings. That sounds cute. That was your favorite. No, but it's oh. one. I think it's cool. <coughs> it's mm -hmm. You should you should add Tears of the Tiger to your list. You could read it in a day, probably at mm -hmm. your age. I read it in seventh grade, so it took me a couple long. Okay. So, maybe you'll cry to it. I did. I almost cried last night while watching <laughs> The Outsiders. Yeah, so let's get into that. <laughs> um, did Colin watch any of it with you? He turned around at a few spots, but he was playing Minecraft. I feel like Colin really would have liked it because I was telling Kinsey that the cast was like an iconic cast. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise. Patrick Swayze. Tom Cruise. I thought that was Tom Cruise, but then I was it like. Was, is that his name? It is no, Tom it looked like the Tom Cruise. The guy from Mission Impossible? Is that Tom Cruise? I don't know. what. It, I didn't see those movies. I feel stupid. I've seen Tom Cruise it in very niche weird films. So I, I can't even name the films I've seen Tom Cruise in because you wouldn't know it. I've seen Hold him Hold on. In. <laughs> I just feel like when I'm I, saying a different When I looked at him, name. I thought he looked like Tom Cruise, but like they... That is Tom Cruise. Uh, two bits okay. Tom Cruise. The one who was eating the cake. Yeah. Yeah. He looked dirty. I was uh, like... <laughs> and then they also had Emilio Estevez in it. He's mm -hmm. from like The Breakfast Club and stuff. Uh, I haven't seen that movie either. Well, all the, a lot of the actors from... Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. Are very popular actors now. That's just where, where you're going to hear like the one character I recognize... Or the one actor I recognize. You didn't recognize Rob Lowe? So no. who was who Dang. did you think was the hottest? Yeah, they were children. Okay, well imagine that you were <laughs> Patrick a child. Swayze because he's the only. Well, when adult. I was a child, when I was thirteen, watching the film, I thought young Rob Lowe, which I still think Rob Lowe is attractive. But when I was a child, I thought young Rob Lowe was attractive, which he mm -hmm. was a uh, soda pop. Oh, oh, he was. There was a scene where the towel falls all off his hips, and you, he's literally naked. I was like, how? Why was he actually naked in the scene? <laughs> yeah and i thought it was interesting because they were always shirtless or something but they would like really hone like hone in like focus with the camera on patrick swayze putting a shirt on in front of his brother but the like way he was like wiggling his like is torso that, and his is abs patrick i was swayze the oldest one yeah yeah he's hot as fuck yeah <laughs> um do you want to know what i thought who i thought was the hottest yes my 13 year old self 
I kid, kid you not, bro. I was like, pony boy, pony boy, all the way. I was like, I don't care about these grown ass <laughs> men. I thought they were really hot, but when I was 13, I was like, I'm in love I with actually, pony boy. like, I really liked his character because when you guys were. I thought he was so sweet. Over text, you were freaking out about the. Da- about Dally. Dally. Yeah, because and that's I was what like, I like now. Pony boy is so <laughs> much nicer and, like, I don't but know. But we don't want that. Dally, <laughs> I, I like Dally, but he wasn't one of my favorites now. Yeah, um, I want. I have a. My I have favorite a, now is Sodi Pop or the older brother. Yeah. I have a uh, list of notes uh, to discuss each thing. I don't know which order I'm going to hit what, but uh, one of the bullet points will be talking about Dally Boy at some point. So Dally. if you guys want to talk about him, cool. Then I'll tell you my review of what I thought about him. Um, dang, that sounds harsh. <laughs> I didn't like Dally. <laughs> I, I, I liked Dally as a kid because, you know, that's our, my Scorpio type. I didn't like Dally. I thought he was too mean. Yeah, yeah. I think that he... Here's the thing. He, they introduced him as too mean. I actually thought he was the main character from the very first, like, they're running around and he's mm-hmm. leading the squad. So I thought he was the main character at first. He's harassing this girl at the thing and you're like, okay, whatever. I was like, okay, it's, this is going to be some sort of, like, gang movie where at the end they all learn a lesson and maybe <laughs> he's going to be nicer <laughs> by the end. Um and when I f- figured out that Pony Boy was the main character because we started yeah. shifting into their home lives and how like they don't really have the best home lives and then they try to run away, whatever. When we come back to Dally and they're like, Dally, we killed someone. We need your help. This is where I thought I was going to like Dally because yeah. he's like, here, I got you guys. Like he became like the man. He's like, you go to this train. Here's some money. I'll meet you in a week. I was like, a man with a plan. He's got it together. Like, yeah, I think he's giving the them money. They, Hold I, on. They gave him more depth. And then. Like, he's not that caring. He goes back to <laughs> Dally version A, like, the rest of the film. So uh, then I was like, oh, oh. I, you know, the thing is, my type is, like, yeah, I want you to be, like, a jerk. Uh, I want yeah. you to have, like, some sort of, like, Like a bad boy side. But if you are too mean and there's not enough hidden sweetness, which is the part I actually like getting to yeah. the most, I don't like you, which is why I don't really like Dally. Cause I'm I pretty sure in the book they mean. made him more sweet. And, like, you just got more of an understanding of him. And I think that's why I was like, I'm already intrigued. Don't care. He's a badass. Take him. I do like the subcategory of his personality where like, okay, personality A, he's an asshole and a dick and, you know, he's mean to people. Category B, he really, really cares about his friends. Like, even in the car, he's like, I don't want you to end up like me. I'm an asshole. Like, yeah, you know? that was sweet. Yeah. yeah, like he had only redeemable moments when it came to those two kids. And like that ended up being yeah, his downfall by the end of the movie. Yeah, the cared about was that, yeah. I was like, you didn't well, have- we'll start at the beginning. Um, I just I had to talk about Dally for a second. I was like, that's he's one of my bullet points. I actually love Dally's character. The whole like I think he fits the film. I'm not saying like I love him as a person. I'm saying like in the film, he's like I one of my agree favorite with that characters. That like you like the build up of that character, yeah. and I can see him necessary in the plot of the story. Like the older figure that's like kind of damaged and doesn't want the mm-hmm. younger kids that he cares about to end up like them. Like but, I really didn't like when he was messing around with Cherry, pissing her off. I was like, girl. Yeah, it was and just like, like one too many me. pokes. You were like, just. Mm. Yeah, I was like, you are really upsetting yeah. me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even the even Cherry's character had so much more depth in the. I forgot Did how she? like bland she was in the movie. In the book, she was so much more important to like oh, okay. uh, Pony Boy's story. Yeah, yeah, I could, I would love to actually hear more about the book because Cherry was another like not as long as Dally, mm-hmm. uh, as far as my opinion. But I was like, she was the source for the catalyst that launched the main characters into their perils because yeah. the drunk boyfriends like came after them but for even talking to cherry so i see <clears throat> why her character was important for that but then when she comes back around and she's like hey pony boy you know you're yeah, nice in, in the book they <laughs> i don't know i was like how, not like, impressed <laughs> they were really good friends in school like in school they were already friends <clears throat> and pony had this like long crush on her and they yeah. don't translate and in the that movie the they movie. drop that because she's like don't talk to me at school because i'm too cool you know and you're a, a greaser like you know yeah. what i mean 
Yeah, but in the books, they don't talk. They didn't show in the movies how much Ponyboy liked her. So, like, since I had already wa- read the book at 13, yeah. when I got to watch his interactions with Cherry and how deep of a crush he had for her, like, it was past just finding her pretty. He really liked her. Yeah. And obviously, my hopeless mm-hmm. romantic ass self was like, Ponyboy is exactly so sweet. That's why I was a Ponyboy stan. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a smart was- kid. He was, like, already in the smart classes at school. And he, everyone was, like, impressed with, like, a greaser being as, like, intelligent as Pony was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could also blame it on the times with, like, the translation from book to film. Because, like, that was filmed in, what, is that the 70s I'm looking at? The 80s? Yeah, probably like, the 80s. Probably the 80s. Like, it's it's not a, you know... A shining time for females being mm-hmm. portray- or women being portrayed. Yeah, in and like the media. Po- the plot of the story isn't really Pony's she, romance. Yeah, she was just supposed to be hot. It's just like yeah, but that that's what it felt like. I just felt like that was her main purpose in the story after being the catalyst mm-hmm. that caused the drunk boys to go after Johnny and Pony Boy because. When she started coming back around, I thought she was going to be a little bit more involved. But they had like that one talk by the sunset, and it it felt like a confusing talk. Sometimes the dialogues between two characters i'm like what was that conversation about like i didn't understand yeah. the one conversation where the soch pulls pony boy aside and they talk in the car i listened to it all i rewinded it i listened to it all again i was like what the fuck did they just talk yeah, about that, that conversation's irrelevant it, it, really it was is. so irrelevant i was like i thought it was gonna be something actually really important or to, like talk about differences yeah but it was like and then he came back and he's like what'd you guys talk about i'm like i'm curious to know what was that about and he's like uh, he's not a soch guys and walks away. Yeah, the whole point I was like, what? Like in the book they say it's it's literally supposed to be then like having an understanding of like, hey, you fucked up, I fuck up, like uh this fight's gonna happen either way, but I want you to know that I've had a new understanding of like what this world is. That actually would have been cool, but they yeah. that didn't come across. Yeah, because he was basically saying that since his friend's dead, he really like He had a realization. Had a realization like, like shit, this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like why why are we fighting to this extent that my friend had to die? Yeah. You know? I feel like another fault of the times because I was watching Old Yeller with Colin and at the very end of the movie like the father and the son have this talk and when I was a kid I didn't notice in Old Yeller that like how pointless this conversation was but he's sitting here sobbing over this dog that saved his life saved his brother's life saved his mother's life this dog was like meant so much to this little boy and that's like son you're just gonna have to get over it he's like pa don't say that this dog was like everything to me he's like that's just being a man like and then the credits roll and I was like what the fuck <laughs> like, just being so a I man. feel like for the times like you know the 80s and that was filmed in it like maybe before um this film was but it's yeah. still that idea of like we can't show too many emotions because it's not manly enough but then I'm like where's the conversation because that that would have been really mm-hmm. a crucial moment in the story for me so maybe I just needed to read the book first like now that you're telling me more about the books I feel the like I was coming really at good. it at much more critical of a level because yeah. I don't know. I feel like they were going for the macho uh, rumble fighters. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they, you do have to remember that it was like a, a little movie that was made in the 80s, like you said, and it mm-hmm. was just like targeted towards like the male audience, mm-hmm. even though we were 13 was watching but it. But that would have been a really cool conversation yeah, to actually, have had. In, yeah. like, why, why even have it if you're not going to talk about it? Because they didn't even talk about anything in the car. Yeah, I mean, even though the movie maybe didn't say everything the book says, you still see so much loving relationships between the like, brothers. Yeah, yeah that's what I was, I was about to bring into that next. That was, yeah. That part I liked a lot. Um, I liked, I even liked the rumble. I liked it leading up to it because. You keep jumping to the end. We ain't even talked about the beginning yet. <sighs> All right, fine. <laughs> uh, and so the, the movie starts off with them. They go to like Pony's house. Like you said, you realize that Dally wasn't the main character. 
and you see you know again we talked about how we were 13 watching this and they show you about 10 men all at once when pony walks into the house and they're all just mm-hmm. sitting in there mm-hmm. and kinsey i don't remember how you told the story you were like i was 13 just had my period for the first time <laughs> okay so uh, what i described was the week we were watching the outsiders uh was a week before i started my period and i was balls horny and i didn't know what exactly i was feeling um I had like I feel like I had been horny before, but I didn't know how to describe it. But because it was a week before my first period, I was like the corniest I'd ever been, <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on?" There's this guy in my class named Caden Genevieve, and I hated him, and I wanted to make out with him so bad. I thought, <laughs> can you bleep, can you believe his name, yes. please? Um, and but he was very physically attractive, so I was like, "Oh my god!" And they turned this movie on. I was like, "Okay, I gotta stop looking at Caden." And then ten men come up on the screen, all hot as fuck. I was like, "They're playing the outsiders, fucking <laughs> thirteen yeah. year old, bro, the literally fuck? children." These teachers uh. might as well be playing porn. What the fuck? Yeah, and, and I remember, like, I'm not going to get into details like that. I'm just saying, like, I was turned on the whole movie. I told Kinsey, I was like, I'm pretty sure The Outsiders is the first type of fan fiction I've probably read in my whole life. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, she did say that. I, was la- I thought that was fucking um, funny. But we talked about how, like, the community, like, again, the book goes into so much more detail, mm-hmm. but you see how important, like, them as a community is because Pony and, their like, their dad died. Yeah. Or their mom and dad died from, like, a train accident. They briefly go over it when he has that nightmare, but they don't actually talk about it. But, like, I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. like, two months before the film takes place is when his parents died. Yeah. The things that we were getting nitpicky over, like, I was kind of going a little in order about, like, Cherry and specifically, like, how they were repressing certain mm-hmm. conversations or emotions because of the times. But something that they did get right is I felt that sense of community that was there. Like, they had each other's back and... You know, you can tell that those two older brothers were just trying their best to be there for their brother. He's like, if you smoke more than a pack a day, he's like trying to be there for him. But in the way that he would, because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. he's just barely an adult and he's a greaser. Like, it's just that's the culture of it. And at the end of the day, they're there for each other. And I I did feel that in the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Derry's only supposed to be like 21. Like, they're literally still children. We were talking about the scene where uh, Soda Pop comes and like cuddles up on uh, Johnny or not Johnny, on uh, Pony, because he's like, you cold, Pony? He's like, yeah. He comes in, like, spoons them in the little tiny-ass bed it's that they're so sleeping cute. in. And you're like, men could never nowadays. <laughs> they don't show feelings yeah. like that. I feel like that was, like, the most intense um, feelings that they did want to show. Like, almost like brotherhood or camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like, even Colin turned around at one point, he said, that's bromance. <laughs> like, he turned around <laughs> and made yeah. that comment. And they show it so well, whether it's just between the three, like, family members or, like, how they're always at their house. Like, it was literally, like, talked about how they always come to the mm-hmm. the curtis house yeah like that's where they all hung out he like opened the fridge pulled a beer out grabbed yeah. some cake he was sitting out watching mickey mouse like he lived there like yeah. a <laughs> fucking 10 year old that was that yeah. was cute i did like that i felt like the setting felt realistic in that sense because again he's only 21 like he's not a father he's not s- supposed to necessarily like be the perfect role model for him so he's like i can't tell you not to smoke cigarettes or be a part of the gang because i'm a part of the gang and you're my brother like who am i to but he he was protective so yes i think that the whole home environment setting the gang of the greasers like it made sense in this world yeah i, mean, I didn't have many complaints about and that. pony was only 14 i'm sure he's probably like dim like my mom and dad gone my 20 year old brothers watching over me mm-hmm. so he's like, like i'm just trying to go to school to be a greaser you gotta grease your hair and wear out. a leather jacket to be a social you have to drive a car like that's well, <laughs> the, what i got well the social like yeah like the well-off people that yeah, are able to afford nice styles. clothes they had like preppy boy you know clean clothes different kinds of shoes you know yeah mm-hmm. versus like the greasers it was just like yeah they lower income yeah um so so we we get to the part where the the drunks are fighting 
and Johnny and uh, mm-hmm. this is when they were like hanging out. They were like sleeping in the what's it called the field, right? Yeah, Darian yeah, had pushed him around. over, and he said, "Johnny, let's go. We're running away." And yeah. he's like, "Maybe I just need to cool off, man." And that's when he's like, "You talking about a girl?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came up drunk as hell. I don't blame Johnny. The second he said, "I'm gonna drown yeah. you," I was like, "Excuse me." Well, and Y'all Johnny's just gonna still beat him up? like having fucking flashbacks to just he just got jumped like a week ago he literally was talking about it. he's like i just got jumped last week i'm so scared and that's the only reason why i had to switch on him because he had just gotten jumped a week prior to this because mm-hmm. he didn't even have like in pony also, doesn't believe in having a switch the guy that was drowning pony boy the one that beat the shit <clears throat> out i think of so with his rings yeah 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 that's why he had the scar from the rings you're right mm-hmm. and yeah he's scared he's he's still he's only 16 scared of his mind his friends that be getting drowned to death yeah mm-hmm. i mean so he stabs a bitch as he should have. <laughs> but like they're also like in this world of low income where greasers like we would do hard time for yeah, killing yeah. uh where that social would have gotten let off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um so then that's where I was like, dang, like Dally's really turning for a really cool character. Like I said, it was literally only for that scene where he was like, Listen, here's fifty bucks, this is what you're gonna do. Like I kinda like when a bad boy can like get it together and also be like a leader, like straight mm-hmm. up a leader. So that was the the little moment I liked Dally for, you know, the time being. And then they get on the train. They go to the, you know, church. Um, I thought the bleaching the hair was a funny scene. I, <laughs> he's like, it's either your looks or us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that part was funny. Um, I thought it was so sweet that um, they passed the time with reading Gone with the Wind to each other. Um, which made me cry later in the film when he was still reading. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing really eventful happened at the church. I was weirded out when he saw his brother there for a second, and they didn't really talk or explain it. So he saw his brother, or was that not his brother? What are you talking about? Maybe I saw it wrong, but it looked like Patrick Swayze was bringing groceries, and he's like, rise and shine. No, that was, no. no. Dally brought them f- stuff that day. Oh, that was Dally? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dally came and got them that day, and they, he took him to get real food. No, that wasn't the same day. Oh, I, you're talking about a dream he had. He had a dream okay. where he was at home and his brother came and woke him up. See, I either thought it was a dream or I thought Dally told his brother and his brother uh, like, yeah, no. I'm here. Like, he, Dally said, like, oh, I haven't said anything. Your brothers know I know where you're at, but I haven't said anything. Yeah, he never conf- confirmed with like, oh, that was a weird dream. And it also wasn't alluded visually enough for me to like know for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I did really like that Dally took it upon himself because Dally, they don't talk about it again in detail, but Dally and Johnny are so fucking close in the story. Like he literally says how Johnny's like his little brother. He's like, oh, I'm gonna take care of him. I'm gonna get him out of his house. Yeah, they don't really talk about it as much in the. But their relationship that- is so intense. See, again, like I feel like they did a really good job showing the camaraderie and the brotherhood feeling. But like maybe they could have gone a little bit further with that. Uh, mm-hmm. They did good on Pony Boy and Johnny's yeah. connection. Um, the brothers' connection was really good, and then you could tell that dally really cared about yeah. both of them but if i could see like a little bit more of like this i love you like, dally had like the same kind of upbringing as johnny like he's like my parents fucking suck they beat me they fall the time that's why i left yeah and like that's the life johnny's living now like his parents literally why he didn't go home that night because his mm-hmm. parents were fucking fighting he was like i'm gonna get beat next i'm gonna go yeah. sleep in the woods that's so sad so it was such a sad story at the end of the day like yeah. i was kind of watching it like <laughs> It's very intense. Again, 13-year-olds watching it. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dally does show up at some point, and he's like, well, let me take you out to get Dairy Queen. This is when he reverts back to, the, you know, Dally personality A, which is I mean. And a bit of the love still came out where he's like, I don't want you to end up like yeah. me. I liked that line. Um, when he told the, that one kid to fuck off, he's like, I'm not giving you money. You don't have a dime. Are you sure? I was, she was so fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. They were like, he's like trying to get stressed because like, we can't see our faces because like we're fucking wanted criminals. And this girl's like, you sure? You sure? You sure? And he's like, get the fuck out of 
talk away from me. I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> bro, see, I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably snap at a girl if I was trying to hide my whole ass identity. <laughs> like the first uh, kids he ran into, just playing the cards, minding their business. Like, <laughs> okay, a little too far. Up? That girl was asking for it after he already yeah. said no like three times. Like he, she deserved to get yelled at. Um, and then we get back see, to the church, and the church is like yeah. randomly. There's children there. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, I felt the way that it was filmed. I felt like. It was a video game. Help us, mister. Help us. And you're like having a do, 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 do. Save some kids. Help us. Help us. Going to the next level. (laughs) But um, the church was a very interesting take because when they were wanted, there was the sense of suspense while I'm watching the story. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit. They're wanted. What are they going to do when two missing kids are reported and there's also two wanted kids? Like, I feel like people were already going to put it together at home. I was like, what are they going to do? You think news travels a lot slower back then, too. They were strictly going off the newspaper. Yeah, but like... It, at the same time imagine like report missing kids but then also mm-hmm. but then they didn't have a good home life like he even said my mom probably doesn't know exactly. if i'm dead in a ditch or whatever um or dally said that but i'm sure for johnny it's the same situation so then when they brought up the church situation and i saw that like all three got injured and you know were carried off to the hospital i was like a very interesting take on the story we have now i was like we have wanted criminals who are also heroes so like i was like very interesting you know um, I thought we were going to get a little into the, where the crawdaddy's saying, like, we're going to get into some court stuff or some, like, oh, do, like, are they just misunderstood kids who, like, have good hearts and are heroes, or do we still convict them? Like, still murder. And we take Johnny, and we just severely injure him, and I'm like, oh, shit, y'all are just going to kill him? <laughs> like, Well, there was a little court. <laughs> they didn't go into it in the movie, but there was a scene where they, they had him in court. Oh, really? I didn't. Tell yeah, Sherry was on. Sherry was on the like. She was a witness, and she was told Johnny what happened. In court, Johnny was in court. Oh, yeah. There was a whole scene where Johnny was on. He was like the the person sitting there, like in the crawdads. Maybe I should have read and the book. No, first. this was in the movie. <laughs> no, it in was the not. Mo- I swear yeah, to God. Was. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. There's a whole scene after. I think it might be after Johnny died. Yeah, because I know Johnny wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. And so Pony's church. sitting in court, and Sherry is. Is, is it up after there. the credits? No. No. Sherry's I didn't up there see this. talking about the night that the fight happened and saying that her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, insinuated the fight. Like he started the fight. Yeah, he instigated. Instigated it. things. Um, and like and then they let him go because he's a fourteen year old kid innocent, and they let him go, and it's a whole thing. Okay, I will show you guys the HBO Max. We'll sh- look at the thumbnail. I will scroll through it all. I did not see that scene, yeah. and I sat there and I watched it all. Like yeah, they I'm did. not talking about it this in depth for me to have not seen this movie. It was after it was like literally right after Johnny uh no, I don't know if it was right after Johnny Bro, died. Johnny but was dead. Or so that means he was still in the that means it was after the rumbling he then wasn't, too. He wasn't okay. there in the court. No, Is I it, know he wasn't. I'm, I'm trying to I'm just trying to date I don't know if it was it was either cut, right before Johnny died or like way after Johnny and Dally died. You can cut this out of the pod, but it was the rumbling. Then they went to the hospital because they got pulled over by the cop and he's like, Where are y'all going? And he was like all beat up from the rumbling. So they went to the hospital. Johnny dies. After Johnny dies. Mm-hmm. then dally dies then after that happens like um i see pony boy reading this book that he got yeah so the court was probably right before that what yeah. the fuck we'll I pull it up this. after we're done to make sure but yeah oh my god because like i was just sitting here critiquing that because i was like i would have loved to have seen that like um small town external uh conflict yeah. sherry of... was the only reason why he really got off free yeah well yeah I, w- I wanted to see like oh are we gonna value the fact that they're good kids and they did that out of self-defense or if they were gonna be like convicted and wrongfully like yeah. i was very interested in that plot that they had set up and so when i didn't see it go anywhere i was going to critique it so i would love to see that scene all uh, right but i think like 
the reason why it was so delayed is because realistically Johnny was the only one who did anything wrong and they were like they can't really have a court case and it was the 80s they can't really have a court case homeboy might be dying yeah yeah and I think at that moment they knew that he was not going to make it and if he was he was going to be severely paralyzed so then it comes down to like do we put the man in jail well also they had saved the children too so they were still thinking about that too yeah times are definitely different nowadays if something like that happened you'd still go straight to jail yeah it's like by the books you just but be in a hospital I think if he's like jail. if he's like fully paralyzed he goes to like a like a hospital he doesn't go to jail. Mm-hmm. But yeah also the times are different but in the sense of i'm sure there was a lot more like and this is, can be a really bad thing especially like for example think of racism and discrimination yeah. where you're just assuming the worst of a person before you even know so the consequences could be even harsher whereas like oh they saved like 12 children like i'm sure that the law could be a little more swayed where they're like mm, well they're just boys mm, they're yeah. just boys maybe they were underage so yeah he was sense. still a child so it's like a different type of court case and they're probably like we need to make sure this kid's like he's a child let's make sure he's okay physically and mentally first before we decide to go on yeah to a pony they could have you know gave pony a, a court case earlier yeah i'm just saying that because they had so. done that like really good d2 i'm saying like yeah. for the cowboy kind of times of yeah, like, a sheriff's saying. office they're like well them go old boys you know not saying it's like necessarily correct i'm just saying that like in the, the time there were probably so many other pros to weigh in before they could even consider yeah. what was actually happening yeah and i'm sure with the social and the great there's probably shit like that happening all the time not just like mm-hmm. in their community just in general it's gang fights like that's like even nowadays there's gang fights that don't get taken as serious because they're like it's it's a gang we can't stop that like from happening Mm -hmm. yeah i'm very weirded out that i didn't get to see that scene because i wanted to see that sort of we'll pull it up afterwards i wanted to see that conflict arise and see the solution to that um so then obviously you know johnny goes back home he's like trying to be normal he's got like a whole ass fever you know fast forward not important parts um then we get we get the rumbling where dally decides to break out of the hospital to go to it and I like how they're, he's like, I'm going to that fight. He's like, I'm not missing out on the biggest fight of the century. You guys think I'm not going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forgot who he was when he hopped over. He said, y'all aren't going to fight without me. I forgot who that was. And then when I put it together, I was like, oh, that's Dally. That was pretty funny. And I like how Derry was like, listen, I know you're going to go anyway, Pony. So, like, just stay in the back. Fight the little guys. I liked that part. Pony boy gets his ass beat. Absolutely slammed <laughs> into the ground. I actually didn't put two and two together that the oldest brother was... Uh, a greaser until he was like all right guys time to go fight i was like yeah Patrick Swayze. bro did you like go Patrick Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like um i did like that when he said mm-hmm. i promise i'll pick a little guy and he's like you stay close to me I was how like, did you feel when they told when soda was telling uh pony like the only reason why dairy's not a soch is because of us i did like that and I'm, i feel like that's a lot more book talk with like you know tell me more about dally's or dare oh wait no dairy not dally oh um that makes a lot of sense like, like he, he, was, been he was friends with some of the mm-hmm. socials yeah, they were on the same they, team they were on the same football team and he was really smart and he was going to go to college before his their parents, parents died oh like yeah was, he was set up he was doing his thing that's pretty cool i do like that characterization because like it's not that he's a father figure but it's that he has to take care of his brothers yeah. like i like that um I loved them getting ready for the rumbling. I thought it. Oh, I, that again, scene's so cute. I felt like that brother, like camaraderie that I had mentioned earlier, like that that scene. I was like, yeah, they're getting dressed, they're doing some push ups, getting their chest pumped. Uh, they walk like, the house, they're the ye- yelling shit. in the neighborhood, yeah, like, hooting, hollering. <laughs> that was. I liked that. Um, 
I like the side character greasers. They all look goofy. Why do I feel like the socials came with more people and still Bro, got their did. asses beat? They pulled up in those cars loaded. Okay, greasers just walked through the town, and the socials were fully loaded with like six One cars. One greaser worth three socials. Literally. Yeah. Then they all teamed up on po- Pony Boy. I did not like that. I was like, y'all. Because I was like thinking, I was like, hmm, there must be an unspoken rule about the rumbling where like you can't have anything on your, no rings, no yeah, brass they, they knuckles. Said no weapons. It's a, they nope. said it was just a, no weapons, no knuckles. They said that. Yeah, just knuckles. Mm-hmm. Or no, not, yeah. Um, so it's like, to say we're going to have as fair as a fight as possible, there was multiple times I saw that, like, two guys or more would gang up on one guy. Multiple times I in mean, the fight. I mean, yeah, that's, it's fair, but, like, you can only keep it so fair. Like, you guys should just yeah. throw it with more people then. Yeah. Um, and then they went after Pony Boy, and I was like, where's Patrick because Swayze? They're, they're attaching Pony Boy to the man who murdered someone. So they're like, go after him. That fucking Ooh, killed that my friend. Boy. Which might be even yeah. why... Uh, uh, what's the oldest brother's name? Derry. Derry. There's a Derry and a Daryl. Oh. So uh, when Derry was telling Pony Boy to stay home and Pony Boy wouldn't, like, that was probably why. He's mm-hmm. like, they, they got a target on you. But he's like... And he nah, also I'm is gonna... only 14. <laughs> yeah. Literally a 14-year-old against 18-year-olds? That's yeah. a big-ass difference. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Especially in, like, body mass. So... Then the rumbling happens. They speed race back to the fucking hospital to tell to tell uh, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny yeah, that they Daddy, won. What a dick! He's sitting there driving Pony Boy. They get pulled over for his terrible driving. He's like, "You better have a good reason." He's like, "He's got to go to the hospital." And he's like, oh, "You know what? I'll escort you." And he walks away and he's like, "Sucker!" I was like, "You don't gotta rub it in like that." <laughs> it's very much his personality. Though. I'm like, that, I would have believed you. Anyone would have believed you. Any cop would have looked at that kid and been like, "Yeah, he needs to go to the hospital." You could have said he got jumped. Like, you could have mm-hmm. taken him to the hospital. And so I love that they show up just to tell Johnny that they won the fight. Like. Just another, like, because they're, like, only looking for good news to tell Johnny. They're, like, look, mm-hmm. the paper says we're fucking heroes. We just won the fight. Mm-hmm. And all Johnny's is, like, what good does fighting do anyway? And I'm, like, fuck, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. Let me like, tell you where I almost cried. <laughs> when he was face down and Johnny was visiting them the first time, I almost cried yeah. at this. He said, I used to want to say I wanted to kill myself. And he's, like, uh, and now I don't. He said, 16 years isn't long enough. There's so much stuff I didn't get to do. I and chills. I got chills and i wanted to cry so bad i didn't cry but i wanted to i was like y'all are not gonna do this to me y'all are not gonna be- 12th house shit we're gonna repress this yeah, yeah listen, I, I can't cry this is this feeling i don't like this feeling uh it was so it's sad. so sexy he has like such a bad life so he's like i always want to die he's like i didn't want to be here and he's like but now i'm realizing like there's so much more and i'm just like mm-hmm. and then um he said stay golden and he died and we had one of those um perfectly timed deaths you know where he gets to say his like final words, and his friend showed and goes, up right in time uh, after the rumbling. That's how he is. When he dies, he goes. Uh, uh. I know. That and then his lie. mom's there. His mom's there, and he's like, "I don't want to see. I don't want to see." This is before he dies. This is the scene before. He's like, "I don't want to see her." And the mom's like having a fit. <gasps> this is the first time they see Johnny in the hospital. The mom had a fit in the movie. Yeah, the mom was in the yeah, hallway. Where, did you did you pay attention? No, to the <laughs> no, shut up. I had my phone down. I watched this whole yeah, movie. H- okay. No, listen. HBO Max must have cut so many scenes because I didn't see that. I swear to God, my. Do you think I would be talking as in depth as I would if I didn't watch this film front to back? I feel like that's a dumb thing to cut, but we will pull it up after kids. Okay. I'm just. I'm pissed. I feel like I have to watch the film so again. In the first, I have so many critiques. The first time but, they see Johnny in the hospital. Yes. Um, with Two Bit and Pony, they come to see Johnny, mm-hmm. and he like they're like, don't try to do too much to him, but they get him all worked up, so he starts like choking. They're like, you guys have to leave. As they're escorting them out of the room, the mother's down at the hallway yelling about how her, his son, her son's no good, wanting to see those friends over her. Okay, let me tell you the order, because they also put it out of order. Hear me out. They come in the room mm-hmm. already, and he said, go get him a copy of Gone with the Wind. Yep. They bring Gone with the Wind back. Hear me out. Then, 
the nurse says your mother wants to see you and he's like i don't want to see yeah. her and he starts choking having a fit over the mother and she tells the boys it cuts back to the boys and she's like you two don't need to be here the other kid had already come back with the book and then they left then guess what the next scene is and i know this because i rewinded the scene to film da- uh dally because it was a funny scene to me and send it to you guys as a snapchat so i had to rewind i watched that scene twice mm-hmm. the one i just mentioned to you and then we see dally and then after dally it like goes back to a different yeah, part that's of the what story. happens but it's a very it's a very fascinating like, when they escort the boys out it cuts to the mom then cuts straight to dally I didn't get that. It goes straight to. Sometimes, I'm telling you. Sometimes yeah. people will do that. They'll cut things out of yeah. movies. That's what I'm, I'm that's telling what I'm just you. you that it wasn't like a long thing. Yeah. So I don't know why they cut it. Yeah, and I'm telling you because I, I rewinded. I had my f- camera up. I was like, I'm gonna show them this funny Dally scene, yeah. and it went straight from you know Johnny Boy with uh, to Max Dally weird Boy. things to cut that weren't relevant. Then that's so funny. I'm just getting upset because I feel like you know we're having conversation about two different films yeah, because true. I'm here being hypercritical about certain parts and you guys are like no they explain that and I'm like excuse me uh, so anyway so we're back in the scene where Johnny dies um and when I first saw this film obviously we all know Mariah cried it happens loser um, the most recent time I watched it was a year ago with Gabe I cried but I don't usually cry at this Man, anymore because you because in, in my age I know he's dying I know he's about to die I'm not going to cry but the first time I think I like shed a tear but at this age if I was to watch the film on right now I will not cry at that scene um, when we get to the part where Pony walks into the house and everyone's looking at him and he goes Johnny died I'm like shit Johnny died like it hits me then it doesn't hit me the first time I'm like fuck because that realization of like saying it to someone is a whole different thing mm-hmm. so I'm like immediately sad Kinsey's just like laughing at the movie making fun I'm like I'm suddenly in my feet yeah I <laughs> Can you still like take a jab to the characters? And I'm like, I'm in a different world right now. <laughs> so like when I watched this movie at 13, I cried several times in it because it was it's a very emotional movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that way watching the movie now. Like I don't I don't know. I feel more detached from it. I'm not saying it's not sad. I'm not saying I wanted Johnny to die at all. I just yeah. don't get into the same emotional mindset about this specific movie. I cry over tons of different movies, but this one no. So when Mariah was crying, I was like. I wasn't crying yet. I wasn't crying yet when Johnny died. No, but she I was just, very you could upset. Tell that I've, mm-hmm. I've exited the world I was yeah, in. Yeah, she's in her own cancer moon, you know, yeah. setup. So and then we get to the yeah. part where he's like, and by the way, Dialy's going crazy. And I'm like, this motherfucker! I can feel I, him! I was so mad. Like it, and again, if I could have seen a little bit. I, I knew his personality B trait was that he cared a lot yes. for these boys. So I, it wasn't a surprise. It's just like, if I could see just a little bit more bit more i could have understand the level of reaction he had but when i was watching him i was like you dumbass you dumbass. i do i do feel that when i watch him i was like you're so fucking stupid but yeah johnny was like so important to him yeah. like they talk about how johnny and dally like hung out together like he was basically his little brother and you mm-hmm. see how important the brotherhood is already like that was his brother yeah so he has yeah. his whole and thing. if i could have seen a lot more of the parallels with like seeing himself and johnny with the mm-hmm. bad home life and just bad situation i could see it like a bit more of that reaction where it's like damn i lost my brother yeah. you know um, so then we get to we get to the part where he has that whole fit with that fucking unloaded he get, gun he gets yeah he gets you know all those cops like 12 cops cops unload their guns into dally that was still, excessive and he's still crawling across the street because it's the 80s and we got to yeah, show yeah. him this like really dramatic death it, it felt so like excessive even now i was like watching obviously I hate the cops you know but <laughs> the fact that so many cops pulled up on him because like dally already has a history with the police but it's not even that it's the fact that so many cops unloaded on him that stresses mm-hmm. me out when you hear that many gunshots go off in the movie you're like Mm-hmm. And they're all running towards him. It's so sad because they're just like, no, no, the gun's not loaded. Don't do it. I'm like, and then I cry. I didn't cry this time, but I always cry that scene. That's that is when the pin drops and I start sobbing. 
Yeah, and after that, from my perspective, I didn't get a court scene. It just went straight to Gone yeah. with the Wind. Um, and this is where I saw the Peter Pan come out. Listen, why Brian clung on to this movie. Because when Johnny Boy, he, he sat there, he said, stay gold. And I was like, okay, some, you know, cool boy shit. But then he wrote a letter. And this is when we get mm-hmm. that, um, like, cups energy, emotion in, uh, out of... Out of the situation, and he's like, "By the way, when we were talking about like the sunset, and you know, he's like, I think that's, that's the just part. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, can you do me a favor? It take, he's like, take the way Dally you are about sun- sunset. I don't think he's ever seen one before. That was cute. He's like, but Dally's dead, and Johnny doesn't know. But he was talking about. He's like, he's like, you know, I think life's about that feeling. He's like, the way you are about sunsets, stay gold, like stay like that, stay ah, wait, always wait, feeling on. that way about on, sunsets." <laughs> No, I'm not mad. Caitlin said that line, yeah. and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> he really makes it a point to tell him, like, you know, like, the youth that you have, because he is, like, the youngest in their whole friendship. He's like, that youth you had, that, like, positivity you see on the world of the shitty world we live in, he's like, don't ever let go of it. He's like, I want mm-hmm. that feeling that you you and I sing the sunset at the church together, I want that feeling to be a part of you forever, because that is important to remember. Mm-hmm. No matter how he's bad really the world gets, no matter how worse things and get, remember that feeling. And then he says, take Dally to go see the sunset. I don't he's, think he's seen Literally, one. that scene is what starts to give me sob, because he's, the second he says, I want you to do me for you to take Dally to the sunset, I'm like, yeah, it's Dead, I think I think you're right, Johnny. If he would have saw the sunset just one time with you, he would have saw more hope in the that's world. His, again, that's his brother. Dally was his brother, and he's like, you know, he knows he's a troubled kid. At the end of the day, Dally's a kid too. He's yeah, like, he's only a 17 year old kid too. He's like, he needs a little bit of that youth and that happiness. And um, I mean, when he was lined up in the hospital bed and he was like begging for life at that point, he didn't want to take his life. He's like, yeah. I, 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 I'm only 16. There's so much I haven't done yet. I think that he, he probably like learned so much just from sitting in that hospital bed and like just his last words were so potent you know what i mean like that last line i was like damn i usually when the film ends i'm sobbing at that point because hearing johnny's words at the end really get to me every time yeah that was a good scene and um i know you really like peter pan and i know you really like the one hosier song we were talking about uh last week about the just making noise Mm -hmm. like um i don't know i think that that kind of stuff matters a lot to you um that's there is such thing as there's such thing as an inner child and like you can tell when an adult doesn't take care of their inner child mm-hmm. and they seem like unhappy with the world and bitter and when they see somebody else have a bitter child they like poke at it and make fun of it when it's like look at how much yeah. happiness and how important it is to stay gold yeah you know? i think like in my childhood i like really tried to force that like positive mentality on me because obviously everyone sucks um, mm-hmm. like I was always like you know like things can get better like it will get better like there's always something to look forward to and I've always held it my friends used to hate that I did it like you're so damn positive for no reason I'm like this is really the only thing I can do mm-hmm. you know I came into you know Kenzie's little sewer rat basement bedroom because <laughs> um, we're filming in a different location today Welcome to my I, I came here <laughs> expecting to roast it just a little bit more because I felt like there were so many unanswered things because I didn't even know it was a damn book um, and now that you guys like filled in all the gaps for me, I'm just like, this is a pretty solid story. Like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like a classic. That now that you said it, it's just like what I saw with a lack of many scenes. Apparently, yeah. who knows how many other scenes yeah. I missed? I could have seen like many more moments, um, as well as just like the time period it was filmed in. I kind of was stuck in that mindset. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. watching a film from the '80s, and it's a manly man movie. Movie and you know they could have pushed it and took it all the way and it does sound like the story is already a lot better when i watch those scenes and they fill in some of those gaps but yeah the the 
it sounds like the book like every question i had you guys immediately had something to answer with it so i think it's a mm-hmm. solid classic i, I like think it. like i really like it like we've talked about kinsey and i have about like how important like trying to make this sense of community that's not always our family like how we're like we need that the chosen family that, yeah and it's like an actual community it's people i can go to for other solutions and it's not just my mm-hmm. family that i have to be around yeah that was something <clears> when i was 13 that was really uh getting to me when i read the book and watched the movie was their sense of community. It wasn't even just like, oh, yeah, I'm your friend. Of course, I'm going to be there for you. They treated each other like family. Yeah, was like, yeah when he said, I killed like, a man, he's like, come on in. Yeah, like, he, he didn't care if he was an accomplice. He said, mm-hmm. bitch, you are my family. I'm going to make sure you're okay. You know? That, mm-hmm. Like seeing like even just like two-bit and them, like you said, come and grab the grab cake, watching TV. Like that was literally their family. They were just like bullying each other like brothers would do. He's like, you need to get a job. Like, and he's just, he's like, no. Nah, and he's sitting there eating chocolate cake yeah. watching you know, Disney. and like that's how like I imagine like my adult life. Like I have my home where my friends can just come and fuck around with, and I don't care because like you guys are my family. That's how important it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel about you guys. Yeah, I just be busting in. I got a key <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Kids, he'd literally be busting in, and I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, so. and I, this is my house. You're like, I lived here at one point. Your so office did you actually is in cry? my room. Um, it is. <laughs> I completely had to repress my emotions because um, you guys have heard the mm-hmm. entire arc of all of my feelings going through about a couple of years worth of losing my little brother. Yeah. And he was 15 going on 16. So when I watched specifically his fears and his like, you know, longing for life yeah. and like he wasn't ready to go. um I had actually cried to my older brother because we had not talked about it. My older brother, Corey, mm-hmm. uh, we were going to the same college. He did his own thing. I did my own thing. He went in, you know, to his frat house or whatever. I had, like, my small group of friends. When I had finally, like, got through the shock of losing my brother and, like, all the aftermath, around spring semester, I started having more breakdowns. That's when I started going to therapy. And my brother was checking in on me because I wasn't doing the okay. And I just was crying to him. And I'm like, I'm having so much fun at college. Like, I'm like, having all these new experiences mm-hmm. that I never got to have as a kid or living with mom. And Lane doesn't get to have any of it. And that upsets me. Like, all these new experiences, I get to feel like he won't feel them. And um, he started crying and was upset, you know, with yeah. me. And so when I heard that line, that's immediately what it took me back to is just, like, there's so much to experience in life. And that is way too young of an age. Like, yeah. Even being 25, I still think that there's a ton more life for me to live, but like, it's so much more like I've had a whole, you know, a whole life outside of just being a teenager with a bad home life or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is the part that almost got me, but then I just locked it away in my little <coughs> repression box and I called it a day. I kept it pushing. My little pink door in my brain. <laughs> my little pink door. Uh, yeah, I think like even turn the key, forget about something it. about the ending just gets me every time. Like you said, I think it is just like hearing the way he talks about life. It, like I could pull up the mm-hmm. last five minutes of the outsiders right now and I will stop again. Yeah, I got no a little ex- existential going to sleep last night. Not going to lie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just just a little cute dose of it. I woke up still feeling happy. You know, sometimes it's just hard to fall asleep. Well, I, like, I well, can recite the Robert Frost uh, poem if you'd like. Kinsey Can you actually recite the Great Gatsby's first line? Yeah, no, my younger, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. I've been turning over my head ever Fuck. since. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll, no. we'll recite Anyways, the Robert Frost we ha- poem. We had to memorize the poem yeah. for yep. class. Both so, of you? Uh, yeah. I Were you all in the same class? No. No. We didn't even know each other. Uh, Kinsey, start us off. You say the first line and I will continue. Nature's first green is gold. Her heart is hue to hold. Her early leaves a flower. But only so an hour. Leaf subsides to leaf. It's so leaf subsides to leaf. Eden sank to grief. What's the next word? Dawn goes down. Down. Dawn goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. 
by oh, Robert Frost. So when he said stay gold, because he said it's nothing gets to stay gold. Yeah, he's like, no, stay gold. Like Johnny was like overriding. But that. nothing like, no. gold can ever stay. So he's telling him like try to hold, try to though. the The reality is, is you're going to grow up, mm-hmm. and your life, your perspective, and experiences are going to change. Yeah. Maybe what you thought the world was when you were younger, mm-hmm. but there still is gold, and you know different aspects. Like there's still yes. times that there's still moments when oh I'm with you guys God. or doing something. I'm like, wow, this was so nice. This felt so lighthearted. I feel like a child again. It's more Gosh, like there hold are on things to the feelings. Yes, of being yeah. a child, but you don't have to think I that everything's that perfect. You just have to hold on to the. It's like when I told you when we were talking about Jose. Like I want to remember. I want these moments to feel heavier than the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like core memory shit. Like I've picked up things that used to bring me an insane amount of gold or bliss, and like I can't even when I try to will it, I can't make that thing give me that same feeling um again but there like you said it's either some things you can still hold on to and there's some things you have to find new gold in no that's why they're saying yeah just first green is gold you know not just one plant grows and then dies we never see it again right plants are constantly growing and dying Mm -hmm. so while you age you will experience new gold things and in those moments recognize when they are that gold before they die that doesn't mean they don't Mm -hmm. matter anymore but like I'm sure when he looks at sunsets again, he's going to think about the time he looked at it with Johnny, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and his sunsets can still feel good to him. Yeah. But maybe he won't ever have one with Johnny again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. But I'm sure there will be new experiences that he doesn't get to experience with Johnny that feel just as new. Like maybe they feel mm-hmm. the way it felt when he looked at that sunset with Johnny, you know? Yeah. Fuck you guys for showing me some dead brother content. When y'all know I got dead I brother trauma. About that when I showed it to you. Gosh, I mean, I was we, thinking about we all we joke about like, oh. we all joke about how I repress things just to like make mm-hmm. life easier. But like once in a while, it is good to like hear messages like that because yeah. even if I do feel existential at night where I'm laying in bed, I'm like, we all die someday. Like <laughs> I think about that. Yeah, I mean, take um, his last words was like a messenger. You know, he's telling he's telling Pony to still like find that joy in life. You know, he he knew in that moment that he wasn't going to be alive. Yeah, and I think that, you know, oh, God, oh, God, uh, you know, even though my brother is not here, it's like there would like if he were alive and I'm sure even if I were in his situation, like everybody, you have to find some sort of acceptance with like the cycles, like you said, flowers blooming, flowers leaving. And I'm sure that he would not want me to not enjoy the sunset or Mm -hmm. not enjoy the golden. And sometimes it's hard because like I don't think I deal with the emotions. I think I do lock them away to keep pushing through. But I think that there is a healthy balance of having the emotions while living life. Um, but it's really hard. It's it's mm-hmm. fucking hard. Yeah, I think that's important. Like you're saying, you're still making a point that you're you're still living life for mm-hmm. him and like doing things that you might think of like remembering of him. Yeah, that you're not like not doing that because you're like, oh well, he'll never do that, so I'm not doing it. Yeah, sometimes it is hard to, like, feel that. Like, I think I went through that, like I said, when I was in college and I told my brother, I said, I'm out here having these new experiences, this freedom I've never had, like, being an adult, Mm -hmm. I get to go where I want, do what I want, making friends, having my own independence, finding out who I am, because I didn't even know who I was, because I didn't have that freedom to explore that, and expressing to my older brother, like, why doesn't he get to have this? Why do I get to have this? You know, and then, you know, the fact that your siblings you kind of all feel like you're on the same page if that makes sense it's like you know your parents try to make things equal like equal slices okay they try not to make things feel unfair but like you do feel unfair for a second like when you're continuing on life you're like he's still back there like and i'm going forward in the future like it's a very weird feeling that i have been through before and so hearing that message again at the very end of the film i was like 
Yeah. It's very emotional. My like, bad, I, I joke about how I don't feel or cry in movies, but I felt a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, would you share The Outsiders again with anyone else? I feel like I am the only person in the world who hasn't memorized <laughs> this poem. I don't think there's anybody else anybody to share it with. Be a test next week. You better figure out a rhythm. No. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, but... I mean, it seems like an older film. I'd be surprised. It kind of would be like a, oh, have you seen The Outsiders? Yeah, or no. Oh, you should watch it. It's a pretty good classic. I feel like it's something that should be on your list to watch before you die. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like a classic. <laughs> like, it's like, you have to watch it. Yeah. I think I would share this movie. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not saying it's not good enough that I wouldn't just recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I would specifically recommend it to people that I feel like are struggling with what actually matters in life. Yeah. Because when I watch mm-hmm. this movie at the ripe age of 13, besides being horny you said as fuck. hot boy. Besides <laughs> that, friends. when you're that young, you know, I mean, uh, even into your early 20s, you might not understand the finality of death and, like, what actually is important at mm-hmm. the end of the day. People tell you from a, a young age, connections matter, your friends matter, your family member, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have the experiences to recognize that they matter more than maybe success or money yeah. or this, the material world, right? So... I would recommend it to somebody who is maybe struggling with understanding what matters the most in our lives. Like truly, I'm talking emotionally accepting and knowing through their experience what's important because Mm -hmm. people can say what they think is important. Do they feel that that's important? I can say five years ago, I do not, I did not feel that what this movie entails was as important to me as it is now. Yeah. Five years ago, I cared about my success, who I was going to be and what I was going to have more than the people around me i still loved them Mm -hmm. but i definitely was chasing after that instead of chasing after the connections in my life yeah i want to piggyback off of what you just said because i feel like you're right a lot of especially when you're a child you're so impressionable and when you aren't brought up in a household with parents who understand that you are a baby adult who will become your own independent person and give you freedom to really explore they try to tell you what you should believe in what matters to you and what should Uh, be important to you and sometimes you can feel so lost as a child and all of that that you do wonder what the purpose of life is and something that I did find beautiful about the film because the few times in life that I felt the way Ponyboy did or even Johnny like this realization of what is important does come down to like nature or the stars or like something bigger than all of us like not just what's trapped in your household with Mm -hmm. your uh, interpersonal family issues or friends issue it's like when you escape that and realize that the world is a bigger grander thing uh, or connecting with the earth connecting with nature i feel like that really um i don't know i've been there i related to that part the fact that sunsets is what did it to him like yeah you know? no it's so profound i'm saying like i'm not saying i was raised and i didn't care about people i hope our listeners yeah. don't think that i was raised in a household where i was told money matters more that your mm-hmm. financial stability or whatever the fuck's going on physically around you is what you should care about and that you can't put that amount of trust into another person. Like, they've told me before to stop hanging around certain people that I liked because they are not people that will bring you that kind of financial success or money, whether it was partners, <coughs> friendships, yeah. etc. And you're like, and, but what if they made you so And the happy? silly thing is, is I've, I watched in my childhood, I watched money and all that financial junk that they told me was Tear so important. Tear the entire family apart. Yes. No support, no love, no like backstabbing. Only loneliness, mm-hmm. truly. And even though I knew that, because I had been taught that that's what mattered, that's what I started going after 
my early college years mm-hmm. was that success and that money and that you know, recognition. And you just like, and then I had to learn once again that that's mm-hmm. not what's yeah. important. You know, I feel like you either lose your humanity and you become someone like some of your family members, or mm-hmm. I feel like you burn yourself into the ground and come to the realization you become a it's Capricorn. like it's one or two things think about dally you know it's like you can see that he was just starting to lose a bit of his humanity like the more he was chasing yeah. after certain things and i feel like johnny like he's the second he was in the hospital he snapped the fuck out of like all of like that wrong path shit or feeling trapped in his you know household yeah. issues i like, think the other option is is that you could basically uh die and be reborn again as a different person like your mm-hmm. fundamentals of what you thought the world was like falls mm-hmm. apart and you have to address who you yes. really are and what matters to you and if you don't i think you do start to lose pieces of your humanity yeah. and you become one of those like adults or those people that don't have the goal that's where, where you lose it i think at the end of the day i wanted to believe that that's what i wanted when i was younger like those connections but i had been taught not to trust people mm-hmm. like that not to love people like that because they will always leave or that they're not as valuable mm-hmm. that's you know? why ch- children are like some of the most pure innocence in the world because and and they're also the most impressionable because at the end of the day in the end of the day you came back around to a cycle of accepting that inner child yeah you know and you weren't wrong then it's mm-hmm. that you were impressionable and yeah i, I was literally at the end, impressionable it's like, yeah god that whole message of the, i'm getting chill bumps <laughs> um or chill goosebumps bumps. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting chill bumps um he says like that that youth is so important that happiness that you know gold like i don't know it when he came around that left corner because the rumble was fun to watch and then i'm like damn dally did like i was like what and they came out with that last little monologue mm-hmm. and in that poll i was that like, monologue damn. Is did you like how at the end because they they make it more obvious in the book that he's writing the story of the outsiders for his class like the movie you just watched is yeah, what he wrote that? for his class project yeah, he was failing oh. his class, and his <clears throat> his teacher said, if you can write some sort of, what did he say? He was like, you just need to give me one report. And he was like, I don't have anything to write about. He's like, figure it out. He's he was like, about anything, your anything that's substantial yeah. for me to learn. And he wrote about his entire experience with Johnny. At the, end he wrote, like, you should, at the end, he wrote down like The Outsiders, and he started, I was walking out of my class, which is the opening line of the movie. He's like, I was walking out of class that day. Yeah. So the yeah. story of The Outsiders is literally the story that he turned in to pass his English class. Wow. You know, um, or, or do they show the class scene or is that just a book thing? Uh, no. And so the beginning of the film, it starts them coming out of class. He said, as I stepped <gasps> out into the daylight. They cut that the too. Sun. I The, the movie, in, uh, after the credits roll, we're in his bedroom and he started writing. No. At the beginning of the film, the first opening scene of the movie, you hit play. It says, as I stepped out into the sunlight. And, and, he, and, 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 and it's him walking. And at the end, he's not writing. At the end, he writes down, "When I stepped out into the sunlight." Yeah, I'm telling you. After the the movie started, it showed him writing at the very beginning of the film, and then it showed Dally and these other kids chasing someone off, or it might be like vice versa. I, know, I might you mis- be, mis- be misremembering because the first scene he is sitting down in class. Yeah. In nope, I didn't empty- see a single class. He's well, he's sitting in front of some sort of empty notebook. And he starts to write, and that's when we go psh, straight yeah. to the scene of yep. him walking out of the uh, movie, and it says, "As I as I stepped into the sunset, yes. sunlight, or something like that." Yeah. yeah, we'll pull it up in a second. I saw no classroom. Well, I was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was a book. There was a book. The end, and, and oh. the end of the beginning was the same. Like I think the camera panned to him in his room, and then it goes straight to him walking out Just of a building. Just lend me your DVD. I'll I, take that home. I didn't that watch home. the DVD. I watch on Amazon Prime, but I will give you the DVD. Oh, um, like, fuck. But I'll go get. Since we're done, I'll go get the DVD. and I'll show you those scenes you're missing. Um. 
I was telling Kinsey, I was like, maybe I get upset during movies like this because I have my Cancer Moon in my 11th house, which is about community and friendship. Yep. Yeah, I can see why that's like one of your favorite movies. Is it your favorite movie? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I would okay, say that's a really good one, though, that I like. Okay. So, anyway. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, I did. I'm glad you liked it, Caitlin. I wanted you to watch that one two years ago when we were suggesting movies to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin, what are you showing us next week? Um, so I felt bad my last time I pranked Kinsey. I said we were going to watch a vampire movie and she got excited, actually excited, but I was just trying to like, you know, uh, screw around with her. Um, so we're actually going to watch a vampire movie this week. I'm going to show you guys another Tom Cruise, uh, cameo. I did see that. <laughs> um, interview with a vampire where Tom Cruise and, uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt are vampires. Brad Pitt was but- not looking good. I saw, I watched the trailer. Tom Cruise is blonde in it too, yeah. and he's really pale. But um, I don't know. It was one of the first vampire movies I'd watched before the Twilight era, and it's very classical, like vampires with a little bit of a modern take, but not in the Twilight way mm-hmm. at all. Like it's just like take it, take Dracula vampires, but like show them going throughout time, and they show different time periods. It's really cool, um, and you get to is kind it of sexy. See- um, there didn't look like there were a lot of sex scenes in the there's trailer. There's no smut in it. I don't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think that there's anything sexy from my memory. I haven't seen it since I was there's a There's no child. love in it or anything. No, it's about vampires living in the modern world. No, there's actually there's what kind there's, of story exists if it, there's well, no you know love what? in it? Maybe there's some good fan fiction you could Listen, find. I, I'm gonna put a thought in a pen. I'm gonna put a pen in it where there's a um certain conflict that happens uh interpersonally with one character that's very interesting that like i will come back and talk to you about that i have something to say about like it, it kind of not romance but it kind of delves into a little bit of that i'll clarify next week on if you want to know what i'm about to say listeners just tune in next week dang also go ahead like subscribe find us on social media post credit depression do you have something to say kinsey no not to you <laughs> <laughs> T- tell me. Anyway, bye. Uh.